0: Alhamdulillah, he wa kafan. ala i bali hi amma bad. Pawli bilahim in a shaitan udajimi bismillah rahman udahim. Afa hasibjim anna nakum abatum wa anukum ilayna la turjaun. Wa kaululullah hu ta'ala fi makam in aachar. Iktera balin nasi hi hum fi rafletim mu'rizoon. Wa kaululullah ta'ala fi aitan ukra. وَتَكُوْيَمَنَ تُنْجَأُنَ فِيهِ إلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ أَمَّا يَسْفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَادِمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ عَلَى سَيْدُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِ سَيْدُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ, محمد وَبَارِكْ وَسَلِمْ اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ عَلَى سَيِّدٍ نَا مُحَ there are three main beliefs a guide in our deen of Islam. One is Tawheed, to believe that Allah ta'ala is one. And we explained that to you earlier. To believe that Allah ta'ala is one and to live your whole life for the sake of that one Allah. Second main belief is called Risalah, to believe in the Nabuwa of Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to follow his entire sunnah. Third main belief is to believe in Akhirah, in life after death, in resurrection, in the hereafter, in the day of judgment, in all of these things. These are the three main beliefs of all adiyan, all true deen that was revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of the prophets, all of the books were teaching these three things. Today we want to talk about the third one, which is the concept of akhira concept of Qiyamah, concept of the Day of Judgment. Because this is a driving force and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly says this. And I think a lot of people we don't understand. We think we're just supposed to believe in it i say Allah Ta'ala has repeatedly mentioned these ayat in Qur'an so that it would change our behavior, change the way we act, the concept and understanding that we will be punished for our sins and rewarded for our deeds, that there will be a day of counting, a day of reckoning, a yawm hisab, a yawm al hashr. This was enough, this should have been enough to fix us. This one concept alone of judgment and reckoning in front of Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala should have been enough to change our entire life and to bring us entirely onto deen. This is why Allah said in Qur'an, that what do the people, they think, that you've been created abathan, futile, for nothing, without purpose, without reason? Do you think you've been created to enjoy this world? Do you think you've been created for the fun and games that you seek? Allahu akbar kabira. Actually, when the reality is that you will be brought back to Allah, you will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in the next verse, Allah Ta'ala says, اِكْتَلَبَ nas," That the hour and the end is drawing ever near and ever closer to the people. But wahum fi But they are absorbed in ghafla. They are caught up in their heedlessness, their lives, their neglect, their dunya, their recreation, their pleasure. And they are turning away from the signs of the coming, the signs of the hour, the signs of the end. Then Allah Ta'ala said, in the last ayah we recite in that have fear that day which you will be returned in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is very important that in this month of Ramadan, in these last ten days and ten nights, we remember and remind ourselves of this concept of akhirah concept of qiyamah, concept of judgment in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand what it means to believe in akhirah our mashaik they used to give some examples. One example they give is that of a fish. So a fish, he lives in the ocean or the river. And if you tell the fish that there is some other world out there, which is called land, and on that world there are human beings who are five, six feet tall, and there are big animals called elephants, and all the things you have, your big five or big ten. huh? So you try to tell the fish that, so the fish won't believe. The fish can't comprehend It's beyond even the ability of the imagination of the fish to try to understand these things. Hmm? Even more the gap between the fish and the ocean's understanding of the land on top of the ocean is our understanding on earth of the concept of Akhirah and the hereafter. But Allah Ta'ala bridges that gap through Hidayah of Deen. So all these ayat in Qur'an al-Kareem, all the teachings of Nabi kareem sallallahu was to make it as if we see it. This is why when we accept iman, we call it shahada. Shahada from mushahada. As if you witness it, you see it. Actually it's unseen. yu'minuna bil ghayb. But you believe in it with as much yaqeen, as much certainty, as if you saw it. Kal mushahada, as if it is seen. This is the keen To have yakin in the Day of Judgment. So we don't have that. We just have aqeedah We have a basic level of iman. We don't have that level of yaqeen. It comes about some of the salihin that they used to say like that. Sayyidina Ali al ta'ala used to say, I've reached yaqeen. Why? He said, if I would see Jannah, it wouldn't, me worship Allah, it wouldn't make me worship Allah ta'ala more. And were I to see Jahannam at this moment, it wouldn't make me fear Allah ta'ala more. Means I already have that feeling as if I'm seeing Jannah and seeing Jahannam. This was called Yaqeen. We are so far from this. Don't think this is some basic concept that, oh, I already know about the Day of Judgment. No, we are very, very far from the Hakikat and Hakaniyya, from the truth and reality of what it means to have Iman and Akhirah. We don't have that level of Yaqeen. Then, if there was a child who goes to an exam... And when they go to an exam, so they prepare for the exam, they ask their parents not to disturb them while they prepare, they study for the exam, and they go into the examination hall. And in that examination hall, there are some questions, and they knew the questions beforehand. So Allah Ta'ala did the same thing for us, that there will be an examination. And first Allah Ta'ala mentions what will be the questions that are in the grave. So the first question will be asked by Nakir two special particular angels First question they were asked, Rabbuk that who was your Rub? This is not an Aqidah question. This cannot be answered just through a mind belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbuk, who did you accept and acknowledge your whole life as the being who nurtured you, raised you, sustained you, took care of you? Who did you acknowledge in your life? Did you think it was your career? Did you think it was your money? Did you think it was someone in creation? Rabbuk. So not everybody will be able to answer that easily. But yes, those people who in their heart was the love for Allah Ta'ala, and their heart was yakin in Allah Subh'anaHu Ta'ala, who their whole life they felt the rububiya, they felt Allah Ta'ala nourishing and upbringing them, they will be able to answer this question, Rabbuk, they will be able to say, Allah. It's written in the books of Mashaikh that once there was a person he had trained his parrot. And he trained the parrot, imitates the words that you speak to him. So because he was a Sufi, so he trained his parrot to make zikr of Allah's name. And sure enough, his parrot started saying Allah, because he kept taking Allah's blessed name in front of him, and the parrot imitated his name. And then it became so much that now the only thing that parrot would say would be the name of Allah. All the time, any time the parrot ever spoke, it would always say, Allah, Allah. And this carried on for a couple of few years. And then what happened? One day the cat got into the bird cage. The cat got into the bird cage. So he was watching. And when the cat attacked the parrot, the parrot started making its own bird noises, and then it died. So he was surprised. So he went to Sheikh and said, Shaykh, for so many years I trained my parrot that it should only take the name of Allah. And then when the moment came when it was going to die, it was deprived of taking Allah Ta'ala's name and it returned to its bird talk, its bird sounds. So that Waliyullah of Allah Ta'ala said that actually that parrot did not have the love for Allah in their heart. It was just something they were trained to say on their tongue. And at the time of a person's death, a time of a creature's death, a time of an animal's death, what is in the heart is what comes out. Allah, akbar So how do we know that we are going to be able to recite kalima la ilaha illallah when we pass away? So if we understand from the story, it's not enough just to say thousands of times with the tongue. The question is, is it embedded, engraved, inscribed in our heart? If it's in our heart, then we will recite La ilaha illallah when we pass away. And if it's not in our heart, and it's only in our tongue, then our fate will be no different than this. So this is first question in the first exam paper, Man Rabbuk. Second question in that paper, Man Nabiyuk. Who is your Nabi? Who is your Nabi? Now what does it mean? You can't answer this on the basis of Aqidah. You won't be able to so easily say, Nabiye Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi It means, mannabiyuk. Man who is that person who you made your model? Who was your uswa? Who was your leader? Who was your model? Who did you love? Who did you pattern yourself after? Whose sunnah did you adopt? Who did you imitate? Who did you mimic? That is the question. <laughs> maybe so many youth will not be able to answer this question. Because for them, their role models were the celebrities and actors and athletes and etc. of the world. Yes, technically they're Muslim and technically they have aqeena. But they didn't model themselves after Nabi Karim Maybe there might be somebody who outwardly modeled after him. But inwardly they had the character of Fir'aun. They had the anger of Fir'aun. They had the greed of Karun. Hmm? They had the envy of Iblis in their heart. So it won't be so easy to answer that my Nabi is Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But yes, that person who's zahir and batin, both are according to the sunnah, that person who truly modeled their heart and life and lifestyle after nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. that person who looked to the sunnah as a guide for everything in their life, that person can answer this question. Man Nabiya, they will be able to say, Nabiya Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It's not going to be an easy exam, (laughs) even if we know the questions in advance. The third question asked on this paper, Ma Deenuk, That what will be your deen? What was your deen? What does it mean? You can't just say like that, my deen was Islam. Deen. What was the way you lived your life? What were the principles that you abided? What was your first principle? What did you acknowledge as primary truth in your life? Hmm? Was it money? Was it career? Was it job? Was it comfort? Was it ease? Was it do what makes you happy? Do what makes you comfortable? Do what makes what you find easy? Was that your deen? Was that your way of life? In the Dinah Indallah Islam Taslim, submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. fa Enter into this submission entirely, completely. A person who lived their life like that will be able to answer that angel at that moment, my deen was Islam. It's not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. Hmm? So this is going to be the first examination paper. First examination paper. Now in some of the works of Mashaik it's written that sometimes you will find these type of stories that a person says they saw a dream. And in that dream they saw someone. So sometimes the people don't understand because in the dream they ask or oh, what happened and they say I made it to Jannah because of this deed or that deed. And people don't understand how can you see that in a dream right now because day of judgment hasn't even happened. Day of judgment has yet to happen. Judgment has yet to happen. What happens when a person dies so alam barzakh that spiritual realm is not going on the same linear time that our earthly life is. There is no sunrise and sunset in alam Barzakh. There is no passing of the days and months and earth calendar year in Alam-i Barzakh. It's a different plane of existence altogether. The timelessness of Akhirah, the eternality of Akhirah begins right there in Alam-i Barzakh. So this is why sometimes it's possible in a dream-like state that Allah Ta'ala enables a person to see something from that timeless future. Not from that linear time present, from that timeless future. Khair. So in any case, still you can imagine that there are lessons and morals to be derived from these stories. So somebody saw Bayezid Bustamirata in a dream. And he asked him, that what happened when you passed away? So he said, well, munkin Nakir, they came into my grave and they asked me the questions. And they asked me, what have you brought? What are your deeds? What have you brought before your Allah? And then I replied to Munkar Nakir. I replied to Munkar Nakir that when one comes to the court of the king, the king's attendants, they don't ask the person, what have you brought for the king? Because what can you bring for the king? Rather they ask, what would you like the king to do for you?
1: Hmm?
0: Allahu Akbar. Ajit, What's the purpose of the story that these people were such mardim, mu'min, rijalullah, they had so much yaqeen they can talk to Munkar Nakir. These are those insan that our deen teaches us are better than malaika. Yes. Insan is the potential to rise above the level of angels. So when there be some insan who are like that, they're called siddiqeen, sadiqeen, awliya in Quran. So they will be greater than this munukan and nakir who enter their grave. So they'll be able to talk to them. Allahu Akbar? They'll be able to talk to them. Ajib? Then it comes about Junaid Baghdadi and that Junaid Baghdari Namtai was asked, they said, Dream, what happened? Said, Oh I in the grave I went, and Munka Nakir they came and they asked me, Malrabbuk, that who is your dub? Who is your dub? And I said to them, I said, Nakir, my dub is the one who commanded the two of you to do sad to my forefather Adam alayhi salam. <laughs> Allahu Akbar, <laughs> Because they'll have so much yakin. These are those strong people. Allah Akbar. Then <laughs> Shaykh Aldukada Janani Namtay. Shaykh al-dhaqadar was seen in a dream. Somebody asked him, what happened to you? So this Munkir Nakir, they came to me in my grave. And they asked me, Mun Rambuk, who is your Rabb? So I said, oh Munkir Nakir, you have come all the way from the Arsh of Allah Ta'ala down into my grave. And you haven't forgotten who our Rabb is. I just went from the surface of the earth six feet down. Do you think I've forgotten who my rub is that you need to ask me? Allah Akbar Kavira, Ajib. huh? Somebody asked, Rabia Basriya, saw her in a dream, that what happened? Oh, she said, this Munkir Nakir, they came to my grave. Oh, huh? Munkir Nakir came to my grave, they asked me, Man Rabbuk? That who is your Rabb? So I said that, oh Munkir Nakir, you go back to Allah Ta'ala, and you tell Allah SWT from her his Rabia, that Ya Allah, you have millions and billions of trillions of creation, and you never forgot them. I have only one you, how could I ever forget who is my Rabb? It's just a question to ask of your rabbiya. Allah Akbar. Ajib! This is what happens to these insan who become greater than angels because they're siddiqeen, Sadiqeen, muttaqeen. A nakir will be adna to them. They will be abzal. Allah Akbar kameera. Hmm? So that's another way to pass the exam. Huh? Subhanallah. There will be some people who pass the exam like that. Then their second exam paper. This is that after the resurrection, then a person is raised again, given life again, standing on the Day of Judgment. Then there will be another examination. And then this examination, questions will be asked by Allah. First was a warm-up examination. Questions asked by Munkar Nakir. Now comes real examination. Question asked by Allah. Allah mentions in Qur'an that people will be bought singly, furada, one by one, to go one on one with Allah. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Can you imagine that examination hall? That every insan is called one by one, and they go one on one, questioning from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So what would be those questions? How did you spend your life? Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa he mentioned in hadith five questions. How did you spend your life? How did you spend your youth? Where did you, how did you earn your wealth? Where did you earn your wealth? How did you spend your wealth? And how much amal did you do on the knowledge you were given? Questions that will be asked. Hmm? Now it doesn't help us in any other exam, it helps us to know the questions in advance. Just knowing the questions in advance to the mercy of Hidayab Deen is not enough. You have to be prepared for this question. Let's say we were to take that exam now, how did you spend your life? We won't be able to speak. (laughs) We won't want to confess. How will we profess how we spent our life in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And how did you spend your youth? Allahu Akbar. Youth means how did you spend that time when you were at the peak of physical desires? How did you behave? Did you control those desires within the boundaries of sharia according to the hukam of Allah? How did you spend your youth? How many of us can answer that question in a satisfactory manner? Hmm? Where did you earn? How did you spend? How did you practice what you knew? Or were you just an information carrier? Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. And Allah Ta'ala explains in Surah Yasin that what happens on this day? وَمْتَازُ yawma ayyuhal mujrimun. Allah Ta'ala says, Oh on this day, mujrimun, You sinners, you wrongdoers, you go on this side. You separate, imtiaz. He hmm? calls Urdu, Allah Taala chantni It means Allah Taala will sift out the people. Allah Hm? It comes at mashaik ulama they used to. This is one of the verses they used to repeat over and over again in salah and cry out of this fear that what if we're separated from the line?
1: Hmm?
0: What if we're separated from the line? Allah Hukmbar because they knew that these sins have consequences. These sins that I did have consequences. What if I'm caught, exposed as a criminal on that day? What if Allah t'ala treats me as a mudramoon on that day? So it's very important we have firm yaqeen in these things. This yaqeen in akhirah and Yawm al-Qiyamah will shake us. Look in Qur'an al-Kareem how many ways Allah subhanahu wa has mentioned this. First ulama, they ask this question. I mean raised question. That is it's yawm al qiyamah, why not laylul qiyamah? Why not call it the night? Since there's no real solar concept and moon concept of day and night. Why not call it the night? Actually because Allah Ta'ala wanted us to realize it will be long. Because you wake up, when you wake up, you wake up in the morning. And if you wake up early in the morning, we have the whole long day to pass. So when Allah Ta'ala resurrects us, it will be in the beginning, and we have the whole day that we have to pass, this yawm al-qiyamah. Allahu Akbar kabira. Then this day is also known as yawm al-hasra, the day of regrets. Means those who were not prepared, they will regret the life that they lived. Hmm? During their life, they didn't regret that Allah ta'ala, they ignored. But when they stand on that day, they will regret that life that they lived. Then they will say, Allah ta'ala mentioned, qalidab That, oh my Rabb, send me back. <laughs> they will say, send me back, then I will live true life, I will live good life, kallah. Allah ta'ala will say, never ever can you ever be sent back. You will never get another chance. Allahu Akbar. Now can you imagine their state? And they must know. They must know it's not going to happen. But they're in such a state of complete desperation, complete regret. They see we're in complete loss. What we have is insufficient. We will fail. So they beg Allah Ta'ala, just send us back. They don't ask for forgiveness. They don't ask for mercy. They ask for nothing. They say, just send us back. Kalla. Nay, nee, never. You will never be sent back. Allahu <inaudible> Akbar
1: Hmm.
0: We should reflect on this. You get one chance at this life. One chance at this life. Hmm? Then another way Allah Ta'ala mentioned, third way, is Yom Al-Hisab. Rabbi Janli Muqeem Salatu wa min Zuriyati Rabbanawatakambal Dua Rabbanagfili wa liwali dayya wa lal Mu'mineenayyawm wa yakumul Hisab. The day that the Hisab will be established. Hisab. Allah Akbar. This is wrong word. Because hisab means what? It's like accounts. It's like audits. Hmm? If your account is taken and the auditor is Allah, hmm? you will see in the dunya what happens to the little companies and shops. If somebody tells them we're going to take an audit of you, they start sweating. They start shaking. Hmm? And the more professional ones, they make sure they do their own internal audit first before the external audit is taken this is what our deen said hasibu qabla an take yourself to account before your account is taken from you yawma al hisab for everything will come out And allah ta'ala says in his sha'n in his sha'n kalami allah akbar wa kafa binah hasibeen wa kafa binah hasibeen says, we are sufficient to take your account the might and power of Allah Ta'ala and His infinite knowledge, His alim and khabir. Allah says, we are enough to take your account. We know how to take your account. Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Then there will be scales on that day. al-qist. There will be scales established of just and fair scales. Balance the Yawm al-Qiyamah on that day of judgment. Then another way that day is mentioned is Yawm al Nadma. Nadma means remorse. The day you can even maybe better put it like this the day of humiliation. What does it mean? So this will be the day when those who are outwardly pious but inwardly sinning, publicly preaching, secretly disobeying, this will be the day of humiliation for them. They will be exposed on that day. They will be revealed on that day. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in Qur'an. And what will they be like? idal <laughs> mujrimuna That you will see these sinners, they're bowing their heads in shame and humiliation in the Rabbihim when they're standing in front of their Rabb.
1: Hmm?
0: It's also the day of humiliation. And It will begin to this tumultuous earthquake. zilzal, The earth day of the zilzal. Then Allah Ta'ala mentions that in another place in Quran that it will be a day that creates such a terror and fear in the hearts <laughs> that you will see every woman who nursed, who suckled any baby, any woman who nursed and suckled any baby, she will even forget who it was that she nursed and suckled. It's invoking this motherhood bond. Hmm? يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ akhi Allahu Akbar, the day a person will flee from their brother, free from their friend, flee from their mother. Hmm? Why? Because of the terror of that day. So their near and dear ones, their nearest and dear ones, will be irrelevant to them. Then Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran as in a tremendous event, إِذَا الْوَاقِعَةِ الْوَاقِعَةِ الواقع الواقع the ultimate event, the real reality, واقع, the eventuality, the inevitable, inevitable, inescapable eventuality of this day of judgment. And it will happen. Hmm? And it will happen. when this imminent event will happen. Then Allah, Allah calls it the day of truth, haqq فَمَنْ شَاءَ اتَّخَذَ إِلَى رَبِّهِ وسيلة. Allah Akbar yawm al the day when truth will be established, truth will be manifested, and only truth will be accepted. None of our lies, none of our deceptions, none of our frauds, none of our hypocrisies. The day and Allah His Hizat itself is Al Haq, that being of absolute truth will accept only absolute truth on that day. Allahu Akbar. Hmm? then in Hadith ayat al-Qur'aniyyah, and then in Ahadith n-Nabawiyah sallallahu Alaihi so many things, so many things. One hadith Nabi Ya Kareem sallallahu <laughs> alayhi wa sallam said that the men and women will be raised and they'll be unclothed. The Umm al said that Aisha, Umm al said that Aisha because she was so modest and chaste and pure, she said, Ya Rasulullah, how is that possible? And he said that no, they will be in such a state of panic, they won't be even be noticing each other. They will be in such a state of panic and fear. They won't have to pay. They won't be able to pay attention to others. What we call nafsi ka alam. Oh, each one will be concerned only with their own self. wizra hmm? No one will be able to bear and support and help another. Allahu hmm? akbar. Then in this day, Allah Ta'ala mentions that they will call to each other for help. But they will not be able to help each other except, يَوْمَ li بَعْضُهُمْ لِبَعْضٍ illa al Muttakeen, That they will be enemies to one to another, except Illal muttaqin, Except the people of taqwa. But this ayah is clear. But sometimes people say, no, nah, shifa is excluded to Rasulullah sallallahu wa There's a particular type of intercession which is only exclusive to say, nah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But the muttaqin will be of help to each other on that day. Illa. When Allah Ta'ala says, Illa, it means no one will be of help to another. People will be enemies to each other except the muttakeen. Hmm. Allah <laughs> Akbar Kabira. Hmm? This is the day, Yawm al the day of gathering, the day of being gathered and presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The day our deeds will be weighed, it's the day of decision, when it will be decided whether we go to Jannah or Jahannam. This is very real. <laughs> People, they don't they find it abstract, it's, it's going to happen. One by one, a decision and decree and sentence will be passed on each and every person. Are they going to Jannah or are they going to Jahannam? Allahu Akbar Kabeerah. That's a tremendous day. You see people in this world, if they have a simple court case over some property, how anxious they are, how nervous they are, how worried they are, because they know tomorrow is the court decision. Hmm? Tomorrow will be the sentencing. Tomorrow will be the decree of the court. So can you imagine how much we should be worried and preparing for this day in which the decision will be made for our entire life. Entire life. And Yom al-Hashr, everyone, awwaleen, akhireen, every insan, from Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam all the way to the last human being till the end of time.
1: Hmm?
0: will all be there. He's Billions and billions and hundreds of billions and Allah knows millions of billions of people. Allah Akbar Kabira. Can you imagine even just be standing? Now if you were to stand in a crowd of 100,000 and I told you all 100,000 have terror in their heart, have a fear in their heart, have nafs and nafsi in their heart, you say, how would I ever stand in such a gathering? And it's not going to be hundreds of thousands, it's going to be billions upon billions of insan. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Now you understand, like we discussed after Zohar, how much shade of that arsh you need,
1: huh?
0: How badly we need the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu to escape and protect ourselves from these things. How desperately we need to be from those one of those seven, at least one of those seven categories of people.
1: Hmm?
0: This will be the day that a person flees. wa Abi wa Sahibatihi wa Flee from the brother, flee from the mother, flee from the father, flee from their companion, their spouse, their children, from everyone, all family relations. Allah Ta'ala mentioned there. Then hmm? another way this was described: that this will be the day that the eyes remain open; they will not even be able to blink. This is another way it's been described that the level of awe and terror on that day will be the person won't be even be able to blink. Allah Akbar, they will be staring agape and aghast at this reality that has come upon them, that they're going to be called to task by Almighty Allah. (laughs) لمن الملق اليوم لله الوهد kahar. Allah Ta'ala have proclaimed that to whom does the dominion and power lie this day? Only and only with Allah. Al-Wahid, that one Allah. Al-Qahar, that all dominating Allah. Imagine a day like that. Yes, we must imagine. And all these verses of Quran, Allah wants us to imagine. All these hadith of Nabi, so many hadith which we not mentioned to you. That Nabi wants us to imagine. This is a major part of deen. Some of us right now, tonight, you're remembering this after years. Yes, there's some people even from Musalleen, even Mutakifeen, years go by, they don't think about Yom Al-Qiyamah. Years. For some people, months go by, they don't think about Yom Al-Qiyamah. For some people, weeks go by, they don't think about Yom Al-Qiyamah. Oh, we're supposed to think about Yom Al-Qiyamah every day, or oh, five times a day, every time, Maliki, Yom din Did that, that when we recite that in Fatah, that's when we should be shivering, we should be shaking. That's a reminder to us. Allah is plucking us out from the dunya and reminding us there's going to be a deen, a day, Yom ad And you'll meet Allah as a Malik on that day. Hmm? If only we could remember this, just this one main aqidah. And this is why I said again, all the wahi, all the books, all the scriptures, all the revelations, all the anbiya, repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly telling people that there will be a life after death, there will be a day of judgment, there will be a resurrection, there will be a meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then look, another way Allah Ta'ala described in the Quran, aluna Nabi Allah ta'ala calls it al-Azim, the great Azeem, means the great, tremendous event. The great news, the event. So Allah Ta'ala calls it Azeem. And Allah Ta'ala Himself is Azeem. Yes, Allah Ta'ala Himself is Azeem. وَهُوَ Aliyul adim. So when that Allah Ta'ala was Azeem, He calls this day Azeem. And then Allah Ta'ala tells us in Quran, Ya أَيُّهُ النَّاسُ الدَّكُ رَبَّكُمْ O people, you must fear your Rabb. Fear your Rabb inna zilzalat as-sa'at shay'un azīm Indeed, the quaking and trembling and unfolding of this tremendous day is a shay'un azīm So Allah Ta'ala is he He's calling it a shay'un he He's calling it a naba'ul azīm Can you imagine how tremendous this day is?
1: Hmm?
0: It is the single most tremendous thing that's going to happen in our whole life. After that, then it's one way or the other. This will be the most tremendous, important day of our entire existence. Allahu Akbar. So all of our deen, not part, all of deen has been sent to help us prepare for this day. All of Quran is to prepare for this day. All of the sunnah of Nabi Akreem is to prepare for this day. Oh, we must make intention that this itikaf is to prepare for that day. It's not enough to say that I'm coming for zikr, tazkiyah, khanka. That's one level. No, I'm coming for deen. I'm coming to save my akhirah. I'm coming to prepare for qiyamah. You take it to a higher level. You make a deeper, stronger intention. It's very deep, very
1: intense.
0: Hmm? And Allah says, the people, they don't understand. Innahum <laughs> bayda. Indeed, they think it to be some far distant event. Hmm? اقتربى, اقتربى, اقتربى. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala kept saying, it's Kareeb, it's drawing close, it's ever near, it's imminent. But they don't listen, they don't pay heed. Indeed, they view it to be some far off distant event. This is our state. <laughs> we are like that. The best of us, we can talk about deen, nice Bayan, maybe. But to think about Akhirah, to think about day of judgment, is beyond our ability.
1: Hmm?
0: And if we were to give you beyond about jahannam, huh, and just recite the ayat about jahannam, and the ahadith about jahannam, you'd start fleeing. Huh? Yes, we have so little zarf, and these were major, major teachings of Qur'an. It's not one or two ayat. It's recurring. It's throughout. It's recurring and throughout the Qur'an and the sunnah. Yes, it is heavy, no doubt. It is heavy. But there should be some time in our life when we reflect on these heavy teachings. So why not in this month of Ramadan, in this state of itikaf, to go deep and to reflect on this heaviness and to make sense we're here and our hearts are softened because of this fasting and because of this praying and this itikaf and we have a better chance to make true heartfelt duas to allah Ta'ala to be saved in that day to be saved from jahannam to be granted jannah so we have to talk about these things we have to mention these things we must remind and be reminded and remind one another about these things then allah Ta'ala says in quran about that day thumma tubatha kullu nafsin ma kasabat thumma What does it mean that every single soul will be fully recompensed for every single thing that they used to do? Every sin will be accounted for, every good deed will be accounted for, every single thing they did, they will find it complete. And then Allah Ta'ala has complete knowledge, but He is also out of His will and wish decreed that there will be four witnesses. So then the next thing will happen, so there's exam one engraved. then exam two on that day. Then third thing, Allah Ta'ala will make four witnesses stand and testify about this person. The first is his own book of deeds. الْكِتَابُ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مِمَّا فِيهِ That the book of deeds will be placed and presented to them, and you will find the sinners that they're in fear, they're in shameful fear. Mimma fihi from that which they find and know know very well on their own that is in their deeds. That another place of the Talla mentions that oh woe to me, what is it about this book? La يُغَادُرُ وَلَا كبيرة. It is not omitted anything of my life, whether it may be major or minor minor or major in my life. إِلَّا asaha, Except that it has included it. It has made a note of it. It has encompassed it. مَا And they will find every single thing they ever did absolutely present in that book. It's all right there. وَلَا yadlamu رَبُّكَ ahada. Your Rabb will not wrong anybody. Nothing will be there that they didn't do. Only what they did will be there in their book. Hmm? <inaudible> hmm? We don't want to say this sentence hmm? We don't want to be amongst those who say this <inaudible> hmm? so We need to start working on that book now We need to start rewriting that book We need to start erasing those sins through Tawbah We need to start writing more Amal al-Saleh through Ibadah and This is the first witness of the book of deeds itself then the angels, they will also testify in a person. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, إِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ لَحَافِذِينَ كِرَامًا Allah Ta'ala put to angels. And they write, and they preserve, and they record, and they will testify in that day judgment. يَعْلَمُونَ mataf تَفْعَلُونَ And they know every single thing that you do. Sayyid usman al-Ghani, he used to feel these things. He used to be shy in front of the angels. What type of people were these sahabah? Huh? They were aware. <laughs> they were aware. It does not mean this Kashfi could see them or not Allah's best, but he, Qur'an imprinted his heart. He knew that they know what I do. He was aware. love Akbar, can you imagine these people? They were tapped into these feelings. We are living a life as if there is no Quran and Qatabit. You learn it in first grade Islam class and then you forget about it for the rest of your life. No, this is adult teaching. This is our problem. We think Day of Judgment and Karam and Katibin is just kid stuff for baby Islamic school. This is heavy stuff. You need to do all this over again as your adult education. You need to go through all of these things again. Day of Judgment, Malaika, Kiram and Katibin, Book of Deeds. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then Allah Ta'ala says in different places in Qur'an, that a person's own uh, body parts will testify against him, so much that his own lips will be sealed. He can't even offer any reason, any excuse, any counter-evidence. Allah Ta'ala will seal him shut. And those same, what does it mean body parts? Those same body parts for for whose pleasure he indulged in sinful actions, those very same body parts will testify against him on the Day of Judgment and he will have to listen to it and his lips will be sealed shut and his his ears will be cast open and he will have to listen intently. Hmm? Self-incriminating. Self-incriminating. But we don't think that these verses were supposed to move us. We're supposed to think when we sin that why should I sin for the sake of this physical pleasure when this is going to come back to haunt me on the Day of Judgment. This is going to come back to haunt me on the Day of Judgment. This is going to catch up with me on the Day of Judgment. This is going to torment me on the Day of Judgment. For a few seconds, minutes of worldly enjoyment, I may have to suffer for unknown, unknown ages in the fire of Jannah. This was supposed to move us. But It's not enough just to be moved by the verses of love for Allah Ta'ala. We must also be moved by the verses that are put in our heart of fear of Allah Ta'ala. And of Allah Ta'ala. The azmat of Allah Ta'ala. Then fourth witness is the land. Means the pieces of earth, the soil where a person committed those sins. idin Akhbaraha. This will be the day that the land and earth will tell Allah Ta'ala. What news will Allah Ta'ala, what will it tell? It will tell all the things that happened on it. it means all the sinners who sinned upon it. Hmm? Ajib. you know we, once when I, when in the very first or second trip, we came with our Shaykh in 2001 or two to this country and somebody took us deep into the wilderness for a day. So our Sheikh said that, you know, you should be extra careful over here. You don't want to be the very first person who is Ghafel in this place. Why? Because there are all animal creation around and animals are always making the zikr of Alatala. Ajeeb, the way the Musaik look at it. So he said, all around us are only animals, and all animals are dhakirin. because all of creation wa immin shayin, that there is nothing in the universe except that it makes the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, to insan mu'min, you don't want to come into this wilderness area and be the first makhluk creation to be ghafal in this area. Allahu akbar. <laughs> when we heard that, and I thought, what about us who maybe we are the first person to sin? Hmm? Who knows when a masjid is built? Who is the first person ever to sit in that masjid? Maybe he said riba in that masjid. Maybe he had musical tone on his cell phone in that masjid. Who is the first person to sit in that masjid? You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be You have a new home. Who is the first person to sit in that home? You think it's a guest? No, no, no. 99.9% of the time is the resident of the home. Oh, Akbar. Strange. <laughs> so strange. You got a new car? Who is the first person to sit in that car? Guess. Is it a passenger you pick up? No, no, no. It's that very same person who Allah Ta'ala blessed to be owner of that car. I could go on and on and on. Hmm? You have clothing. Who is the very first person to sin while wearing that clothing? Somebody who borrowed that clothing? No. You yourself who Allah Ta'ala blessed to be the owner of that clothing. Hmm? How many times have we recorded this first sin in our life? First person to sin here, first one to sin there, first one to sin here. Hmm? Maybe you're the only believer on a plane So for them it's a different world altogether It's a different way to talk about sin for them First person to sin on the plane First person to sin on the flight And you know what's going to happen after Ramadan also That you should watch What's the very first sin you do after itikaf
1: Hmm?
0: Because that will be talking to you towards the end What's the very first sin you will do after you take off? How many first sins of how many varieties and how many kinds have we recorded in this book of deeds? Allah hmm? <laughs> Akbar Kabira The first sin you did when you came back from Umrah First sin you did when you came back from Hajj First sin you did after you became Hafiz First sin you did when you graduated from dalum First sin you did after you met your Shaykh How many firsts do we have? Hmm? How many do we have? When are we going to learn? When are we going to stop? When are we going to make this tawbah? Even the earth will say This was that person who did the first sin ever on me Hmm? The earth will testify against a person The very ground underneath you When you sin Is screaming at you When you sin you just can't hear it and it says to you, okay, you can't hear me now, you will hear me on the Day of Judgment when I testify against you. بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ That's saying, your Rabb will give it the ability. Your Rabb will empower it. Your Rabb will command it in fact to testify against you. Oh, this is a tremendous day. Can you imagine... Book of Deeds testifying against you. Angels testifying against you. Your mouth being sealed, your own body testifying against you. Then the places on earth, they testify against you. Hmm? Like in our deen, if there are four witnesses, it's enough for hudud punishment. Hmm? It's part of sharia and certain aspects of criminal law. Four witnesses are enough for hudud punishment. Allah Ta'ala will also establish these four witnesses against us. Can you imagine imagine how scared we should be then? How worried we should be on that day? Hmm? How much we should remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We should always, we must ensure that we always remember Yawm al Qiyamah. There's another very important type of zikr. Always be aware of Yawm al Qiyamah. Always remember Allah ta'ala is looking at me. Alam ya'lam anna Allah yara. That are you not aware that Allah ta'ala is watching you? Allah Taala knows, al-aleem, al-basir, al khabir al samir How many ways has Allah Taala told us this in Quran? Quran?
1: Hmm?
0: Inna Allah kaana alaykum rukiya. Inna Inna Rabbak bil-mirsad. That your Allah is mirsad. He is also intently gazing upon you. Hmm? So many ways. So many ways. Allah Taala wants to make His feel that we are under surveillance. And still, still, happy-go-lucky. Hmm? Happy-go-lucky, take it easy. Oh, we have to get serious in deen. We must be strong in deen. We must be steadfast in deen. And it's possible. It's possible that a person can get this yaqeen. It comes in a day sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked sahabi, he asked him that, oh, how did you start this morning? So he replied, dear I started this morning as if I was standing in front of the arsh of Allah. Subhanallah, such yakin. that's the type of yaqeen they had. I began my day as if I'm standing in front of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu akbar, And if I'm standing from the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then it comes about Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu Allah ta'ala anhu. That once he, when he was Amir Mu'minin, when he was Khalifat Rasul, so he used to, in his fikr for the people, in his concern, he used to walk around the streets of Medina Manora, looking, watching, listening, trying to make sure everything was okay. Once when he was passing through a lane, he heard from inside some dwelling, two women talking. And then what did He heard that one was elderly and one was younger. And the young one she told, the elderly one means the daughter she told, the mother that, oh, the goats have not given sufficient milk. So the mother, she said, okay, you add water to the milk so then it will be enough quantity for us to give to whoever normally purchased from us. So the young woman said that, haven't you heard about Sayyidina Umar, Radyatana, his strict punishment if somebody does such a thing. So the mother, she responded, that, oh, young woman, there is no Umar here watching you right now. So then the young girl, she responded to her mother, that Umar might not be watching us, but the love of Umar is watching us. But the love of Umar is watching us. So Sayyidina Umar, what did he do? Hmm? Did he punish the elderly one? No, he rewarded the younger one. What did he do? He made note of this dwelling and later on then when he went back and then he sent somebody to call those two women to his place. And when he found out they were mother and daughter and the daughter was unmarried, he said, I want you to marry my son. I want you to be daughter-in-law of Amir Mu'mineen, Khalifat Rasul. This one sentence you said, Allah Akbar, this one sentence that you said that Umar is not watching, the rub of Umar is watching. I want you to be my daughter-in-law and I want you to say this sentence to me for the rest of my life that, oh, the rub of Umar is watching. This is what I want you to do. This is why I'm bringing you into my house that you just keep repeating this sentence to me my whole life that the rub of Umar is watching. Yeah, I guess it looked people they hmm? were. Allahu Akbar kabira hmm? Oh, they gave their their hearts for these people who had yaqeen. They wanted to be surrounded by yaqeen. Look how you, this is how you pick a daughter-in-law, subhanallah. This is how marriages are done. And then you know this mm, couple, uh, this couple, they became the, you can say this girl, she became the grandmother of Sayyidina Umar bin Abdul Aziz. Yes, this is how these things happen. This is how you develop your nasal, your lineage, that you bring people of yakin into your family. You marry the people and you have your children. You marry people of Yaqeen. Who does this today? Today we're looking for beauty, we're looking for wealth, we're looking, are they suruti or baruchi? Oh, subhanallah. Huh? Allah Akbar. Hmm? Are they Punjabi or they patans? Are they Punjabi or they Pathan? Are they Maiman or are they Batwa or Kachi That's what we get in Karachi. Hmm? Are they colored or are they Malay? Huh? Allahu Akbar? Hmm? No, we look at Yaqeen. Yaqeen. Do they have Yaqeen? Will they bring Yaqeen into my home? Will they bring Yaqeen into my family? Will they bring Yaqeen into my offspring? Will they bring Yaqeen into my lineage? Allah Akbar? Hmm? Tajib? Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu al anhu, hm? Then it's written in his life that when he was passing away, when he was in his final illness, madaz al moth. so he called his son Abdullah Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu al anhuma, and he said, Oh my son, now I can feel that my death is coming near, so what I want is that when I pass away, you should do my ghusl quickly and bury me promptly. And then he said it again, that do my ghusl quickly and bury me promptly. And then he said it a third time. Do my ghusl quickly. And he kept saying from time to so then. Finally, his son said, "Abdullah radiyallahu anhu." asked, "That oh my beloved father, why do you keep telling me this? That I should do your ghusl quickly and bear you promptly. Why do you want me to be in such haste and such a hurry?" To so Sayyidina "Na He responded, "That oh my son, listen to me. That there are two possibilities. Two possibilities. I am in a state of hurry because if my Rabb is happy with me, if." Although he was from Ashram he knew that Ibn had told him that you were one of the ten blessed to be blessed with the glad tidings of Jannah. But he forgot all that because he had this fear of the imminent of meeting with Allah Ta'ala. He had the fear of the day of reckoning, the day of judgment, Yom Al-Hisab in front of Allah Ta'ala. So he said that if indeed my Rab is happy with me, then I want you to hasten and send me off on this journey. And in case my Rab is not happy with me, then O oh, my son, it's better that you rid yourself of the burden of your father quickly. Allah Akbar, Kabira. <laughs> Look at this Yakin. Sayyidina Abu Bakr siddiq what that used to say towards the end of his life, that I wish I was but a blade of grass. What does it mean? I wish I wasn't insan. He started realizing that I, my life is going to end and what's the next thing? Next thing is I'll be standing in front of Allah Ta'ala. I can't, hey, I don't want to take it. I won't be able to do it. I wish I was non-insan. I wish I was a blade of grass. He said, I wish I was a hare on the back of a sheep so that my accounting and reckoning would not be taken. Allah, this is, look, these two greatest human beings after the Anbiya, the two single greatest human beings after the Anbiya, even those ulama mufassirun who believe that Luqman was a wali, not a Nabi, who believe that Khizr was a wali, not a Nabi, even they will say that Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar are the greatest of the non-Anbiya. These are sahibain shaykhin, and look how much fear they had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look how much fear they had of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this is something Allah ta'ala mentions that in the Quran. That they subdue their voices, their voices turn low out of the khashiyya of their reverential awe and fear in front of what? Al-Rahman. Which attribute that Allah ta'ala mention is mercy. The merciful Allah, Ar-Rahman Allah, but still because of their sins, they will be in awe. Their voices will be subdued in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the feeling on the Day of Judgment. This is the feeling on the Day of Judgment. And Allah ta'ala made it clear in Qur'an that everyone will be reckoned on that day. Everyone will be questioned on that day. Everyone will be reckoned on that day. Everyone will be questioned on that day. Even the Anbiya, where called Allah, when Allah Ta'ala says, Ya Isa ibn Maryam, that O Isa, son of Maryam, A'anta nasi, that did you indeed tell the people, did you tell them, Ittakhuduni wa ummi Ilahin that you should take me and my mother as gods, min dunillah, other than Allah. Now even Allah Ta'ala knows, the Sayyidina Isa Ta'ala never said that, but still Allah Ta'ala will take him to task, that this was said about you, I will ask you about it on the day of judgment. Allahu <laughs> Akbar Kabira. Even the Anbiyah will be asked by Allah on that day. Hmm? I can't remember a verse, but Allah says in Quran that Allah will ask the Siddiqeen about their Sidq. Even the truthful ones will be asked about their truth on that day. Allah will ask the Mursaleen, He will ask those He sent as messengers on that day. Allahu <laughs> Akbar Kabira. Imagine a day like that, an intense exam by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that. In one narration it is mentioned, I will now conclude by telling you one or two final things. In one narration it is mentioned, that how will this day of judgment unfold? What will happen on that day? So if you gather few ahadith and rawayat, a picture begins to come in front of us. So what will happen is everyone will be raised and erected, everyone will be gathered, and then they will be standing there waiting, waiting for Allah Ta'ala to begin the Hisab. And just that waiting will be so severe. That's from where the Arabs came with the saying, Al Intazaru Ashaddu min al-mawt. that the waiting for the reckoning will weigh even heavier on them than death itself. So they'll be waiting and waiting, and waiting. So what will happen, then some insan, they will go to Sayyidina Adam Salam, and they'll say, oh, Adam Salam, you are our forefather, you are the first insan, the first Nabi, you intercede, you plead to Allah ta'ala, that may Allah ta'ala begin the hisab. So Adam Salam will say, no, I cannot go in front of Allah subhanahu wa Taala. I right now am remembering my own mistake, that I forgot, and I ate from the fruit of the tree, that I shouldn't. I'm in my own state of worry, so he will refuse them then people will go to Nuh alayhi salam and say oh Nuh alayhi salam then you ask Allah ta'ala. he said oh I am also remembering my own state that I made dua due to which then Allah ta'ala drowned my whole community I'm scared now Allah ta'ala is going to ask me why I made that dua I'm only reflecting on my own state then they will go to Musa alayhi salam then Musa salam you intercede with us Musa salam will say oh I'm remembering my incident when accidentally involuntary manslaughter, I killed someone I'm worried that if Allah Ta'ala is going to ask me about on this day, then it will go to Isa That Isa salam will mention this ayah that I've heard in Quran that Allah Ta'ala is going to ask me this question, that I tell people to associate me as a partner with him, I cannot think of any of you right now, I'm just thinking what am I going to do when my Allah Ta'ala is going to ask me this question, so in the end and ultimately all of humanity and all of the Anbiya will come to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and will ask Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you intercede, you plead, you ask Allah Ta'ala to begin the process. So Nabi kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will ask Allah Ta'ala and this will be that moment when Allah Ta'ala bestows upon him maqam Mahmuda. and Nabi will fall into sujood and he will praise Allah Ta'ala as Allah Ta'ala has never been praised. He will beseech Allah Ta'ala as Allah has never been besought. He will make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and this will be that moment when Allah Ta'ala will tell the "Husband, lift your head, sal raise your head and ask, and you will be granted, you will be bestowed. And due to the du'as of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu Alaihi sallam, then the hisab will start. Then the hisab will start. Then what will be the question that Allah Ta'ala asks Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? So the question he will ask him is it okay because you asked that the Hisab should start so you tell me my beloved whom I should start with. You tell me my beloved whom I shall start with. So Sayyidina Rasulullah he will present Sayyidina Abu Bakr as Siddiq radiallahu anhu. He will present Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq with Sayyidina siddiq will start crying. He will start wailing. Ya yeah, Nabiya Kareem, I'm not worthy. I'm not ready. How can I be the one? And then the Kareem will remind him of that sentence that he said to Allah. It comes in a deed that the Prophet said that I have repaid the asan. I have repaid the favors of everyone over me except for Abu Bakr. Oh Abu Bakr, only Allah will repay the favors you have done for me on this day. He says, don't worry. <laughs> Allah Akbar. So Sayyidina Rasulullah is the greatest Nabi. He will present Sayyidina Abu Bakr, the greatest Siddiq. The greatest Siddiq. Then Allah Ta'ala will say to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Oh, you are the companion of my beloved in the cave. Oh, my beloved told you, La Tahzan إِنَّ اللَّهَ Maana That not to worry, that indeed Allah Ta'ala is with the two of us. But so on this day, La Tahzan I tell you, O oh Abu Bakr, that you have no need to worry on this day. And saying, Abu Bakr will be passed by Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then some ulama, they continued, they extrapolated from this, then it will be Sayyidina Umar, then it will be Sayyidina Uthman, then it will be Sayyidina Ali, then it will be the rest of Sahaba, and so all of these things that will happen on that day. And this will be one reason they explain the arifin understand that this will be one way that Allah Taala. How can we explain to English? Allah Taala's mercy, in Allah Taala ki josh Allah Taala's mercy will build up as He sees the beloved Sahaba. So as Allah Taala sees these wonderful insan and keeps passing them first khulafayr rashidun then asabi badr, then muhajirun, then ansar, then Allah Taala's joy at seeing these Sahaba and Allah's joy at seeing the leaders of this this ummah will make Allah's rahmah swell up and then Allah's rahmah will come on the people on Day of Judgment. So how lucky we are. How lucky we are to be from the ummah to Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu sallam. How lucky we are that Allah blessed this ummah with Sahaba Ikram. How lucky we will feel you don't understand Maybe if you realize, if you could feel happy about it in this life, then maybe Allah Ta'ala will show you how happy you should be on that day of judgment. This nisbat, hmm? Like Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an that they will be with those people. They will be with those people. wa wa Indeed, these people are wonderful friends intimate companions, how beautiful and noble a Rafiq it is, that person who befriends the Nabi'een, that person who befriends Siddiqeen, that person who befriends the Shuhada, that person who befriends the Salihin, and Nabi Karim sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam, hadith, al-mar'u aman ahabba, that a person will be with whom they love. A person will be on the day of judgment, they will be placed and they will be raised and they will be placed in Jannah Al maru ma'aman ahabba or oh, the who amsoever they love. In Sahaba they said, Oh this was the happiest hadith, happiest day that we heard because we knew we had true love for Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And our Masha'ik explained this concept of the sawf also in a beautiful way. That who knows how many of us can say I truly love the Prophet wasallam." Maybe we've been untrue in that love. Maybe we've been disloyal in love. But there will be some people on the day they will present this to Allah. That Ya Allah, I love my shaykh. And my shaykh loved his shaykh. And his shaykh loved his shaykh. And his shaykh loved his shaykh. Going all the way back in a continuous and unbroken chain of transmission to that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq with who love Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sayyidina Abu Bakr will be whom he loves he will be with Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sayyidina Salman al-Farsi will be with who he loves he will be with Sayyidina Abu Bakr who is with Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, and it goes on and on in the Silsala so this is the Barakah of Silsala that will uplift and connect a person on that day Al-Mar'u ma'aman ahabba Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this is why we make these connections. This is why we have these relations. This is why we make these attachments. This is why we come in these gatherings. This is why we make this itikaf in order to prepare us for that day, to make us more successful on that day. May Allah ta'ala accept this from us. May He raise us on the day of judgment in a state that His mercy is shining upon us, that His maghfirah is pouring upon us. May He make us happy in that day. May He forgive us on that day. May He unite us with those who we love. May May he keep us with the nabiyeen, siddiqeen, Shuhada, salihin, wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Before we make dua tonight, we will recite tawbah together. Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, Tubu إِلَى اللَّهِ Ayyuhal أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَأَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِهُونَ That make tawbah to Allah all together, O believers. لَأَلَّكُمْ Tuflihoon So that you may be successful this is the way of our Akabir Mashiach in Akshbandh. Just like a and Masha'ik have different ways. Our Akabar Masha'ik, our Sheikh Hazrat Ji Khawaja Zulfiqar Ahman Naqshbandi, Barakatum, Hazrat Khwaja Ghulam Habib Rahm Hazrat Abdul Malik Siddiq Rahm Ta'ala, Hazrat Fazal Ali Quresh Rahm used to practice this Ijtama'i Toba. that we are paban, we are faqir we follow our Masha'ik, just like our fellow in the fraternity of Masha'ik, Chisht, they will do what Hazrat Malana Masihullah did, they will do what Sheikh al Ali Thani Rahm did, so it is the same with us, we are none other than following in the tradition of our messiah so we make this istighfar toba you will make deep intention in your heart that you want to make toba to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you want allah ta'ala to forgive you for all of your sins and that you can make irada that in the future from now on you want to live your life entirely to him and you want to entirely follow the sunnah of nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam and those of you who are not yet students and you wish to be students on this path of Tasawwuf, sowu of tazkiyah, tariqah, silsila, you want to join silsila ali and aqshbandiya, you want to take shaykh and connect your heart to line of mashaykh and learn the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is called bayat, bayatul irada. You may make that niya as well. And if you make that niyah you will be connected to the chain. Then you will practice the zikr that we've been teaching you here. And inshallah Allah will put barakah in that. And there's some of you who are already be at some shaykh. May Allah Ta'ala enable you to get more barakah and more connection from your mashaykh and to do more zikr that they teach. So this is called tawbah. And everyone may recite these words with the niyat of tawbah. And those who are new or wish to make that additional step or indeed those who wish to renew, do tajdeed of their bayat, they may make that niyat as well. So how will we express this? I will recite some sentences of Iman, sentences of Istighfar, and you repeat after me. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La ilaha illallahu. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Aman tu billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa al akhiri mal qadri khayrihi wa sharrihi minallahi ta'ala wal ba'thi ba'da al mawt amantu billahi kama huwa bi asma'ihi wa sifatihi wa kabiltu jamee'a ahkamihi Iqrarum bil-lisani wa-tasdikum bil-qalb. Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasoolu astaghfirullaha rabbi min kulli dhanbin وَأَتُومُ إِلَيْهِ وَسَلَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَىٰ سَيْنُنَا مَحُمَّدٍ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاہِمِينَ آمين Before we make du'a, make short, silent, marakamah. Close your eyes, bow your head, disconnect yourself from everything in the world. Make niyat that, Ya Rabna I want to remember You. I want fana. I want to disconnect from the world. I want my heart to connect to You. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fill my heart with Your love. Fill my heart with Your hidayah. Fill my heart with Your rahmah. And then make niyat that my kalb is making zikr of Your name. That my spiritual heart is silently calling Allah, Allah, Allah. الله the الله Muhammad, the soon Make the wa some Allah king, Allah, Muhammad. رَبَّنَا لَا أنفسنا إِن لم أَوْ لنا وترحمنا لنكونن مِن رب أَنتَ Ya Rabbi Kareem, ask that you forgive us for our sins, Ya Rabba. Save us from the punishment of the grave. Ya Rabbi we are unworthy. We are sinning. We have mountains of sin in our book of deeds. Ya Rabbi we are scared, Ya Rabba. Make us more scared. Put in our heart to fear of you. Put in our heart to fear of that day. Put in our heart an awe of that day. Ya Rabbi Allahumma jurnam in Allahumma a'tikna min Ya Rabbi these are those nights where you rescue the people people from jahannam you take out the people from jahannam take us out ya Rabbi Karim. rescue us ya rab free us ya rab Free us from the paths of Jahannam, free us from the sins that lead to Jahannam, free us from the feelings of the people of Jahannam, take out all the unlawful lust from our heart, take out all the anger from our heart, take out all the envy from our heart, take out all the pride from our heart, take out all the arrogance from our heart, take out all the greed and love for wealth from our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem. take out all the sinful feelings, take out all the sinful thoughts, take out all the sinful memories, erase it ya Rabb, delete it ya Rabb, Help us, Ya Rab Send your mercy, Ya Rab Guide us when we go astray Forgive us when we sin Remind us when we forget And protect us from the fire of Jahannam Protect us from the azab of Qabr, Ya Rabbi Kareem. rescue us from every punishment Ya Rab, make the day of judgment The happiest day of our life Make the day of judgment The best day of our life Make the day of judgment Ya Rabbi Kareem. make it the day when we meet you, Ya Rab Make it the day that we hear your salam, Ya Rab we also want to be amongst those people. تَهِيَّتَهُمْ يَوْمَ يَلْقَوْنُهُ Salam. يَرَمْ بِكْرِيمُ Make it Yominaqah for us. Make it the day that we gaze upon you smiling. That you gaze upon us smiling. Make it easy for us, يَرَبْ. make Wipe away the memory of the angels from our sin. Erase the record of sin from our book of deeds, Erase the memory of the places of earth upon me which did sin. And erase the memory of our body parts of that sin. Rabbi Karim, your rahmah kamil, your maghfirah kamil, you have complete mercy and forgiveness, your as-sitar, ghafur al ghafar al al-rahman, al-rahim, ar-ham-ar-rahimeen, forgive us, ya Rabb, save us, ya Rabb, grant us Jannah, ya Rabbi Karim, Allahumma inna nas'aluka minkan Jannah, ya Allah, we ask that you grant us Jannah, jannah al firdaus ya Rabb, baghair hisab ya Rabb, grant us the shade of your Arshan that day, Make us from all seven categories, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Grant us that shade, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, there's so many sins that we have done that we've forgotten. Forgive them, Ya Allah. So many sins that we did that only You remember. Forgive them, Ya Rabba. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Forgive us for the sins that we did to others. Forgive us for the hurt we caused others. Forgive us the harm we taught others. Forgive us for the, the backbiting of others. Forgive us for the envy of others. Forgive us for our misspoken words. Forgive us for our inappropriate tone. Forgive us for our slips and mistakes Forgive us for everything that we did Ya Rabbi Kareem We ask that you protect us from the shad of the ashrar The Hasid of the hasideen The fasad of the mufsideen The fitna of the times Ya Rabbi Kareem Bring out the khair in each and every one of us Ya Rabbi erase the shahr in each and every one of us Let us enable and bring out the khair in one another Let us see the khair in one another Protect us from the shad in one another Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah We ask that of your and maghfira, to forgive us before that day. No son wants to be embarrassed before their mother. Ya Rabbi, don't take our hisab in front of Umm al-Mu'mineen, say the Aisha. She was a woman of such piety, such chastity, such purity that you testified to her chastity in Qur'an. Ya Rabbi Karim, she was Umm al-Mu'mineen. How will she feel when she sees our deeds? How will she feel when she sees our lust? Ya Rabbi Karim, forgive us, Ya Rabbi. Don't expose us in front of Ummahat. Don't expose us in front of the Sahaba. Don't dispose us in front of Nabi Akreem. Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. Better that you forgive us Ya Ram That you fix us Ya Ram That you help us Ya Ram That you guide us Ya Ram Make us from the Muttaqin, Make us from the Salihin Make us from the Zakirin Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem. Except that Toba that we made on this night We will make Toba to you every night Ya Ram These are the nights of Toba The days of Toba We are sitting in a Ya Rabbi Kareem. Help us Ya Rabbi. Accept it, Ya Rabb. We are stuck in this place. pasted on this place. Glued to this masjid. Ya Rabbi Karim, glue your mercy to us. Glue your forgiveness to us. Glue your mercy upon us. Help us, Ya Rabb. Surely you brought us here for a reason. You guided us here for a reason. You must want to forgive us. Allahumma innaka kareemun Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are all forgiving. All generous. You love to forgive. Fafu <speaking> anna <in Hebrew> Warhamna, ya Rabbi Kareem, send your mercy on us, your forgiveness on us. Accept your Toba on this night. Let us not go back into our old ways of sin. Let us not return to that lifestyle of sin. Let us not go back to the unlawful desires and feelings of sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want from now on to always remember Yom al Qiyamah. Let us have istidhar. Let us always be aware. Let us never forget again. Let us remember inna lillahi wa let us remember that hisab. Let us remember that husher. Let us remember that zilzalah. Yadim bikri, make it easy for us. Protect us from the ghafla of this world. Protect us from every heedlessness. Everything that distracts us from you. Anything that diverts us from you. Anything that dilutes our deen. Let us flee from it, Ya Rabb. We make tawbah from it on this night. And Ya we make tawbah for all of the ummah, Ya Rab. Forgive the sins of this ummah. Guide this ummah. Have mercy. Mercy on this ummah. Yadin there's so many who despite it being Ramadan, they're still involved in sin, still involved in zina, still involved in crime. Yadin send your mercy on them, send your hidayah on them, introduce yourself to them, show your love to them. They will be better than us, Ya Rabb. They will love you better than we do. They will worship you more than we do. But introduce yourself to them. Send your hidayah on them. Yadin Bikreem, maybe there's so many sinners out there that they feel the guilt in their heart but they glance at the masajid and they think that maybe there are people there making dua for them maybe there are people in itikaf making dua for them, they have a hope Ya Rabb, and let us be true to their wishes, true to their hopes we make dua for all of the ummah Ya Rabbi Karim, the sinners in the masjid, we make dua for the sinners out of the masjid, Ya Rabbi Karim we are an ummah of sinners and you are the rub of mercy, you are the rub of Makfirah. shower your Makra on us, each and every one of us, one and all of this ummah. Make all of the ummah from muttakeen. Make all of the ummah from your awliya. Ya Rabbi Karim, guide us on this path of tazkiyah. Help us to purify our heart. Make us firm and steadfast in the zikr. Let us never lose track, Ya Rabb. Let us never lose sight, Ya Rabb. Protect us from every flimsy ideology. Protect us from every incorrect belief. Make us firm and steadfast on deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Karim that you honor all the du'as of all of those who are here, all of those who are listening, whenever they may listen. (laughs) Rabbi Karim, we are making tawbah of so many sins, secret sins, unknown sins. Ya Rabb, unspeakable sins, shameless sins, have mercy, Ya Rabb, send your maghfirah, Ya Rabb, but Ya Allah on this night we ask you one thing more, not only do we want you to forgive us, but protect us in the future, Ya Rabb, keep us in your hifaza, let us never go back to that sin, let us never return to those feelings, keep us in your aman, Ya Rabb, grant us this amana, Ya Rabb, grant us this safety and sanctity, Ya Rabb, grant us a on this night, grant us qalbun salim, on this night, protect us on this night, make the decree on this night, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, send your Kamil rahma maghfira on all of the al Stinger, accept their khidma, Ya Rabb, accept their Ikhlas, Ya Rabb, accept their Siddh, Ya Rabb, send nur in their homes, nur in their hearts, Noor in their children, Noor in their descendants, raise from this community, Ya Rabb, the Uliya of the time, the Mujadid of the time, the Mufassirin of the time, the muhaddisin of the time, raised from this community, Ya Rabb, your Salihin and Salihad, your Dhakirin and Dhakirat, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Alhamar Rahimeen, Rabbana minna innaka anta al-sameel wa in wa tumwalayna innaka anta Rahim, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, bi ya Alhamar rahimin rahimeen.